0: You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Fast and Furious 9 Beef, Avengers Infinity War, tracking the return of Jay and Silent Bob, a bunch of new releases, and a female Indiana Jones. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press.
1: Oh, lights again.
0: Hello, Simon. Hey:
1: I thought the first time a couple of weeks ago was, uh, was
0: someone hadn't paid the bill. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're implying there, but we have to keep quiet this morning. Why is that?: Because if you make a noise, they'll hunt you. Oh, they'll find you. It's the weekend. It's the oh. weekend. A quiet place. A quiet place. You're watching me, the Movie Press, folks. A quiet place. I'm your host, Jeff Snyder. Modely. Editor-in-chief of... Modely Sinister. ...the tracking board, tracking-board.com. Slightly Erotic. Uh, and at the end, Snyder, on Twitter and Instagram, Slightly Erotic is my middle name, uh,
1: with me as always... Hyphenated. Uh, ...is Simon Thompson, um, at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter, and there's a Facebook page where you can give me all your data, which I can sell for money.
0: <laughs> it's very um, in right now. It is it is a quiet place weekend along with Arts weekend. Yeah. We've got two new releases uh, that mm-hmm. that are finally worth talking about. It's been a while. Two movies that made me realize why I don't want to have kids for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> it's, it's it's really funny cuz yeah. you know I was going to say that I got awo- woken up early this morning. Did you get woke I got woke. What? I woke. I got. I don't know uh, where I'm going with that. But uh, my a buddy of mine had a child this morning. Okay. My buddy, Matt Silverman, who you may have seen with me at screenings, he uh, he brought Sonny Silverman into the world. Holy shit. That's an amazing Sonny name. Sonny with an O. Like, uh, come here, Sonny. As opposed to Sunny, as he's, in he's a, holy he's shit, that beautiful sky little is. baby, and uh, yeah, I look forward to watching a whole bunch of animated movies with he was them.
1: Expecting it, right? It wasn't like a surprise. No, okay. no, no, because no. you hear about these pregnancies sometimes where ladies are like, "Didn't know I was pregnant," took a shit, and a baby came out.
0: Hmm, I don't think it was like that.
1: Okay, I'm not a doctor.
0: <laughs> I was just, I my my Let's mind say. immediately went to movie characters and like Sunny, like isn't that you know from The Godfather? Uh, yeah, and and also that uh, Nick Cage James Franco movie where he plays a male prostitute, so. Yeah, so I hopefully, think like, won't grow up into that. Kind I don't of sunny. think the
1: name Sunny after the second one. Anyways,
0: <laughs> yes, uh, they're both uh, they both involve family blockers in a quiet place. They do in very different ways, and we yeah. will be talking about them later we in will. the show. We'll get into that. That's what we do. We'll Roll up the sleeves, Everywhere. but for now, let's start where we, you know this is what everybody wants to talk about this okay. week: the Rock and Vin Diesel. Is it real? Is it real, or is it just theatrics, Simon? I, I kind of think it's a bit
1: real um i you can tell when the rock is doing theatrics and you can tell when he's kind of being polite about something uh i think this yeah. is genuine beef I, I feel like i'm i i i'm getting a i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be the fly on the wall if those guys were left in a room that would be the most uncomfortable room to be in <laughs> ever
0: um, um yeah i like, i i love the rock and i, I, rock. I am, i'm i i'm team rock here i believe mm-hmm uh as I am just always just in general, it's a good team to be on, yeah, but he's quite successful, but it's like, yeah, he's not that good an actor where like i th- I think that this is beef uh, like like theatrics, I think that this is legit, yeah, um well, you know whether he actually doesn't return for Fast and Furious nine if he just you know goes off in that spin off direction, who's to say? Um, I like
1: the fact that when you refer to it at the opening of the show as Fast and Furious Nine Beef, I was if like, Beef with the subtitle Beef, Fast it's and Furious Nine dinner. Beef. That would be a great title <laughs> that was that it movie. a comma, just just basically because <laughs> you're it was, right. It like, kinda, it's all the guys in the movie. It's like <laughs> Fast and Furious Nine Beef. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I uh, to be honest with you, if I had a choice <laughs> of continuing the franchise and it was either going ahead with um, with Dwayne Johnson at the helm or Vin Diesel at the helm, I would choose. Well, that's an obvious choice. I would choose The Rock, and I would bring in, and this is something that's been discussed this week, John Cena.
0: Bringing in John Cena into that mess. I think John Cena's smart enough to avoid that. Which is <laughs> the first time anybody said that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just think that would be really good, but I think there's there's enough... There's enough good characters in there that you can draw on. I I don't dislike Vin Diesel in movies. I watch a lot yeah, of his movies. Yeah, that's the thing.
0: Those movies are Dom Tourette. Let's, they they are.
1: On. But, I mean, I I would not be averse if for one movie they took it away from Dom. They rested Dom and it was it was on, moved in a different direction.
0: I kind of, you know. That's so why I'm looking forward to if the spinoff I had, with Statham. Listen, I'm looking forward to, to, the, to the spin-off as well. Um, But I think it's, like, if you get rid of one of them, like, I'd get rid of The Rock. Really? I would get rid of, like, in terms of Fast and Furious 9, I don't think you need Hobbes. You need Toretto. You need him. It, it, like, he's the franchise. That's the truth. You're Like, you really think you could just lose Dom Toretto and these movies are the same? You could totally write I'd rather see on. The Rock not, do, like, do one less action tentpole like this, you know, every couple of years. And then go, like, do some cool indie.
1: As a character, Don Toretto is essential. I think as a dramatic presence he's he's not he doesn't have for me the dramatic presence of some of the other characters where even if they're larger than life and they're kind of like you know sort of bombastic and you know colorful I just think Vin Diesel is just he's very he's very monotone he's very what you get is that there's an angrier and there's a slightly softer but it's kind of very much on a there's not it's a very much around a plateau rather than someone like the rock where i think if 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 dominic toretto right disappeared got kidnapped and they had to go and maybe find him great perfect solution
0: were you surprised that mm-hmm. they did not film any scenes together that that was like confirmed no no, neither was I, and that's because, you know, I I felt like I got talked out of like a, a much larger story about the Fast and Furious Eight set, uh, which I have heard that F. Gary Gray just lost complete control of, which is like Yeah no fault of his this is a, he's a veteran director yeah. he's you know made universal a ton of money with straight out of Compton but it's why i felt so confident in being like there's no way
1: but also, I've, w- I've,
0: that he's coming back to do the next one
1: i've i've worked with, with vin uh, with vin diesel i've interviewed him a number of times mm-hmm. he be he can be a great interviewee but when he's not mm-hmm. when he's just doing whatever he wants there is no controlling Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, whether he's having fun well, that's the or thing. whether there's he wants a, to do whatever. There's
0: a lot of big egos on that set, yeah, and it's but, a director's job to corral them. But
1: you know you know, Dwayne is someone who's going to bring it. If you want it done this way, he does it that way. He'll give you a take there. He's got an idea of, and you can do it that way as well. He's very committed. He's there to create the product, and he wants it to be the best. I think Vin Diesel is also there in a way, but I think it's on Vin Diesel's terms. From wow. my From my experience... I mean, I've interviewed him a lot of times, red carpets and junkets, and it's completely unpredictable I- I- in any yeah, situation, but, like, so uh, I can understand.
0: W- what, the, the one thing that is predictable about that situation is that he knows he's going to talk to press, so he he's on a certain kind of behavior. I mean, everybody's yeah. – you're, you're not really being yourself in that kind of environment. No. I mean, you know, like I just love like this that is perception. True, you know, it's like all these people who go to the junkets are like, "Oh my, he's just the nicest." And I'm like, man, he, and he
1: can be. He, re- I've had interviews like that, and then other times you're like, "What are you on?" What I wasn't talking about him specifically. Just,
0: just. just uh a lot of these junket interactions lead to these feelings that you know a so and so celebrity is a super nice guy and it's like mm, no but sometimes you know if they're going through the motions if they I mean sometimes you walk into a room these, and they know it's different when these if people are working movie. on set and you've been under the hot sun all day and you're you're filming the, the 16th take of some action yeah, sequence absolutely. like absolutely yeah 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 uh, uh, but I
1: mean, also, I mean, Nicolas Cage don't is another... not seem to it,
0: know how movies get made.
1: Nick Cage is a really good example. Nick Cage is someone I absolutely love talking to all the time. But I think over the space of about two years, I did three or four interviews with him. It's when he had a load of movies coming out pretty much within a couple of months of each other. And every single time, each each different movie, whether it was the Sorcerer's Apprentice or whether it was, um, you know, G-Force, I would then be talking to him and be like, well, you know, I always I always felt I was like a wizard. And, and then, like, G- the Force, he was like, oh, I, I, you know, I've always found guinea pigs, uh, you know, I've had a lot in common with guinea pigs. And I'm like, you know, you don't know what you're going to get sometimes when you walk in there. Sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. But I just think out of the <laughs> okay. two, I would, going back to the original we, point, I, yeah, I, can can see them not, I can see them not doing that together. One of them will leave. If I was the studio, I would persuade I would persuade The Rock to stay and maybe rest Dominic Toretto. But I know that possibly won't be the most popular Decision. That
0: is an interesting thing that you said though about the, the mission where like you know Dom disappears and they're yeah, trying to find him. They've
1: done it with other characters and it's worked really well.
0: Okay. Um, Avengers Infinity War tracking. Yeah. Now, Looking you know, at 200 tracking's million. Tracking's
1: really unreliable. I was doing a Jeff. Tracking's really unreliable. Why don't people get excited about this stuff? It is. Yeah. It is.
0: Okay. I just so- thought for
1: a change I would do that. <laughs> Why well, does anybody give kudos to these figures? Ah!
0: So, yeah. what do you think of the two hundred million dollar figure? I think it's
1: modest, realistically. I think it's I I can see it doing two two ten, maybe two twenty, opening weekend. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, I think the type of excitement this year, obviously, Black Panther is kind I, of. That's the thing. Stolen I think Black Panther
0: has opened up the audience for for. Something like Infinity War, yeah, that's and, true. And it's sort of, I you agree. know, there were a lot of people whose probably first exposure to the MCU mm-hmm. was through Black Panther, and yep. now they want to continue that character's adventures and see what's next. And
1: I think the the buzz and the degree of buzz, I think there's a slight difference in the buzz uh, it, for, for both those movies. Um, I think the, the Avengers is self generating and self perpetuating buzz. You know, that is not going to go away. Everyone's going to look forward to that next, like a James Bond movie or a, right. you know, whatever. You're always going to look forward to these movies coming out um and yet i think black panther buzz which obviously did phenomenally well i mean it's the it's, the, it's now beat the avengers the most successful one domestically and i just think it's um it's it slightly different but i think this one's going to do humongously well i think your point about you know bringing in new people and people who perhaps might have steered clear previously and also it's a greatest hits so if you like some of the marvel movies not all of the marvel movies you're pretty pretty good odds that you're going to find your There's something for every there. yeah
0: exactly there, there are people who are like man i didn't like thor the Dark World. I'm not going to go see Thor 3. Yeah. uh, Who are going to turn out for this movie. So, yeah. I think it's a little early uh, on the Someone suggested,
1: just going back to Fast and Furious very quickly. Someone suggested Nicolas Cage is the villain for Fast and Furious. I Night. think he would fit right oh, in in that, insanity, in that insanity
0: and that insanity soup yeah. that is the Fast franchise. But yeah, no, with, with God bless its soul. By I, the
1: way. I think for Avengers 200 is I think a little bit low. I can see it doing 210, 220 very
0: easily. What do you? What are you I, th- think? I think that has to be the expectation. Is is 200 minimum? I mean, yeah. I was surprised. I'd be, be amazed if it didn't touch that. I think some trade reports were like Disney's saying you know 175 to 200, but of course Disney's you know going with the lower expectation. Mm. Trying to set those lower expectations. Anyways, uh, listen, Avengers and <laughs> Infinity War is going to be just fucking fine, okay? Oh, well,
1: I saw lots of headlines this week going like uh, Infinity uh, Avengers Infinity War is going to be a hit.
0: I'm like, do you think? I mean, imagine, Like, <laughs> like, like what do you think that the investment is on that though? Like, that's got to be 300 for the movie and yeah. 200 for marketing. It's going to yeah. be a half a billion dollar movie. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, could, I would be, I would be very surprised if it didn't open around the figures that we've said for that weekend. I would be very surprised if it didn't quite easily pass the billion dollars um, course, mark. I think it's, it's going to yeah. walk that. I think it could possibly be. Fucking Jumanji um, made almost a billion. Yeah, I, I think it's going to walk that very easily. And uh, is it potentially going to beat out Black Panther to be the biggest film of the year today? I think possibly. I think it'll be close, but I think possibly. We'll
0: see, Simon. I just got a great press release. Hey, what is it? First of all, if mm. I'm just if I was to say the words Rex Manning Day to mm. you, do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Say no more, baby. No more. <laughs> uh, I just got a press release that there is a Broadway adaptation of Shh, Empire Records shut coming. Shut the
1: front door.
0: Yep, this is great. By the way, so I, I watched Empire Records last week, which is kind just of what a genius what made, movie. Yeah, I love uh, that. It's it's adorable. It's, it's one of those '90s teen classics or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Broadway baby, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, maybe, I'm maybe genuinely. Maybe it'll be excited. the next Lion King. I, I love see, the soundtrack. I you see a lot songs. of
1: movies that are um, that, that are sort of turned into to Broadway shows. I mean, Mean Girls. I'm kind of excited to see. I'm interested. Beetlejuice. I'm not. Yeah, I'm like not entirely convinced. They have to that. have
0: a song called Shoplifter.
1: 100 percent. Shoplifter. I just hope they bring. <laughs> Um, Queen Sarah Saturday, the band out of retirement, they put them back together and uh, uh, do the song. You know the big way puts it goes, uh, puts the song and everybody goes crazy in the store. Uh-huh. That that's their song.
0: My name isn't fucking Warren. Yes, <laughs> who glued these fucking corners down? <laughs> oh, it's such a great movie. Okay, uh, Venom. There was a rumor yeah. this week that uh, that Woody Harrelson's yeah. character is going to be Carnage. I heard this what do you think about this
1: I'm you know, I'm a I'm a big uh, a big fan of, of Woody Harrelson I think in the last couple of years he's done some really interesting roles they haven't always been box office success but I think he's he's really had some interesting plays and I think he's only been so far away from doing a role like this I think not knowing the character particularly well I know of it but I'm not as familiar with it as some other people uh, from what I've read about the character and I know about the character so far I think actually he'd be a really interesting choice I thought they might go for somebody a little bit younger maybe by about 5 or 10 years um, but I would I would love to see him doing this Listen, in the same way that Michael Keaton is the vulture the, in Spider-Man the I thought site was excellent
0: that reported this I forgive me I don't know who it is so I, I can't give you a shit I forget mm. um, honestly They seem very confident in their reporting, Uh, and I buy it. Woody Harrelson was a a late addition to that cast. Um, When Riz Ahmed was cast, Sony was very uh, adamant that he wasn't playing Carnage. Yep. Um, But that said, I did hear that Riz was playing Carnage. So I don't know if that's like one of those things where at the very end of the movie, Riz becomes Carnage. And then is Carnage going forward? I don't know. I fucking I don't know what Carnage is. I don't don't know if it's like a fucking not good, a gene, a mutation that like multiple people can contract or have or something. I I don't know. Um, But yeah, all I'm saying is I was under the impression that Riz was going to be Carnage. I think Woody makes more sense as Carnage, mm. but who knows? Uh, it's fun to it's fun to speculate though. I, th- I just I'm just like there there needs to be a little bit of mystery there. Like it would be a, the wrong time for this news to be getting out if that was the case that Woody Harrelson is in fact Carnage.
1: I also would really if 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 it is the case and it is a tease and it's like he appears at some it's point just... in Venom, I I kind of miss the days where we just discovered these things. When we go into a screening, or when we go—that's in. the and, thing. It's like, like do you and kinda, listen, it's spoiling the wonder a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I don't know that a trade would necessarily have reported this. I don't know if if mm. someone had like told me definitively, like you know, Woody Harrelson's playing Carnage. I don't know if I would go with that story. Depends on how the movie treats it. Mm. If he's going to be in the trailers it, as Carnage. That's one thing. But, like, if it's a reveal in the story and you're not quite sure who Carnage is at first, that's a shitty thing to do. So I'm just saying sometimes even, even though you get some cool information, it doesn't mean you have to report it. No.
1: We sit on a lot of stuff.
0: Simon's sitting on a chair right now. Sitting on a
1: chair. <laughs> this morning I was on a sofa. Um, <laughs>
0: Crazy. Okay. Okay. Th- yep. This was a, this was a big one. Okay. Uh, Steven Spielberg left the door open this week for a female Indiana Jones. He did. Is that actually going to happen or is no. this this, this, no, just this like is just like a nice this quote? Is not going to happen. I think yeah. it's just
1: a nice quote. Uh, it's all out of the obviously the stuff that's coming out around uh, Ready Player One, and lots of people have done various interviews with him. Um, he also said this week that, no, I mean, this didn't come as a surprise, but um, Indy Five is going to be Harrison Ford's uh, last outing uh, as Indiana Jones. And Then people were like, oh, could it be a woman? It'll be, it'll and be his hologram like, going forward. Oh, I mean, geez. Yeah. He's quite, I'm amazed they've actually had him back for this one. But <laughs> I mean, I, realistically, I don't see Indiana Jones being a woman.
0: First of all, it wouldn't be Indiana it Jones, yeah. okay? It would be it would, something, would be something else. else, and it would probably be like Tomb Raider. Like, isn't Tomb Raider the female Indiana Jones? Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. I think that if they if they wanted to do a female Indiana Jones movie, they would just do a movie based on Marion. Mm-hmm. Marion Ravenwood movie. Uh, I know someone with a great take on it. Lucasfilm Disney, call me. I'll put you in touch with him, although I'm pretty sure you already know who it is. Um, is it you? It's not me, dude. I fucking I I don't even like Indiana Jones. I was the guy who just left Indiana Jones off of his top ten Spielberg movies list, and everyone was like, "Well, this list is now illegitimate without Raiders, didn't it?" You don't agree (laughs) with me,
1: therefore what you think is invalid. I'm not a fan of Indiana
0: Jones. Um, I don't think that you would see a female Indiana Jones. If you did, I mean, is there anybody who you would really want to see? It can't be some fucking Brit. I'll tell you that right now. It can't be fucking Felicity Jones or Daisy Ridley Melissa McCarthy <laughs> uh I, to be honest with you
1: i don't I don't know. I can't think of anybody that i uh, off the top of my head that people I think said would be, like
0: Gina Rodriguez people, so one person threw out Carrie Coon, which was actually not not a bad suggestion maybe um. I just don't, I'm porn. just not particularly
1: <laughs> interested in a female Indiana Jones. There are, there are several other characters I think that you could switch gender no, on, but... You, you would, it's like I don't think we're going to see a female James Bond anytime soon. I know that story keeps coming around. I don't think we're going to see that anytime so, soon. So
0: here, okay, oh, wait, wait, f- f- This was the fucking hilarious thing about this item, though. So did you see the quote from Spielberg? And it was like, well, you know, if, if we did make her female, she'd have to be Indiana Joan, Like, J-O-A-N. And people are like, that's not how last names work, no. Steven. <laughs> I thought that was priceless. (laughs) It'd be like Anna Jones. Indiana (laughs)
1: Jones. Anna Jones or something. (laughs) No, you can't... Some people are idiots.
0: Um, one, uh, two characters who I do like who are oh, coming man. back besides yep. Indiana Jones. Who's that? Are Jay and Silent Bob? Yeah, I, yeah. They're part of this mm. STX surreal. By the way, STX has so many. Li- okay, STX. Yeah. Please listen to me. Like I love you. I, I really like those guys. I like Bob Simons. You gotta lose all these STX. In capital letters and then some other word coming behind. There's STX Film, STX Surreal. There's a billion STX fucking things. Just be STX and have divisions. They don't all need their own fucking branding. Um, But anyways, they're doing this Jay and Silent Bob VR that actually sounds pretty cool. And you get to see things from the point of view of Silent Bob. Yeah. Um, I, I love those guys. They have great banter. I mean, I'm all for more... Of of those two characters, what what do you think?
1: No, very much so. Are I, you a Kevin uh, Smith fan? So, yeah, I'm a massive Kevin, Kevin Smith fan. Um, I mean, even I even I see you know some positive things in some of his films, which I think are really not good movies. Um, there are some that I just straight out don't like. I've really never been a fan of Cop Out. Um, well no that's okay so, listen there's a lot of a, bad Kevin Smith yeah. movies like um, that's, that's
0: okay for me to say Kevin knows I love him but I think no I think i st- still see anything he makes
1: yeah I think his initial canon of work was was exemplary um, yeah you know, I, I was I, showing
0: I, Stephanie Mullerats this week and, and, I, and, I, and I literally have that film on top of Chasing Amy and Jane Selm on my coffee table interesting no
1: I, yeah. I mean yeah. we had, Red, Red State is a movie of his that, that constantly it's gets great. overlooked Tusk was great love that. Tusk was really interesting I didn't love but i thought it was really interesting yeah um but no i I think kevin's got a great i think he's a great you know filmmaker
0: um yeah they had like a a, a mile 22 spinoff they're real serious yeah about this movie mile 22 Mm. i'll tell you that right now i mean sounds interesting mark Wahlberg, ronda rousey and eco waste from from the raid movies and malkovich i think I'm down. Uh, there was also a project from the John Wick writer. I don't know. They had some interesting stuff. Mm. Are you a VR guy in general, though? It's generally not. To no, be honest me with you. neither. Uh, I think it's still very niche. But I would, I suppose, put on the glasses and download an app or whatever if it had. If the, if, the, on it.
1: if the product was right, I would totally. I'd give it a go. But I mean, I don't see myself investing in that technology individually, which actually goes nicely onto 3D. Do it. Because, uh, I mean, a couple of years ago when I was, was living back in London, I, I I was you know I was quite a big fan of 3D. Um, I thought a lot of movies did it very well. A lot of movies didn't do it particularly well. I've never been a massive fan of sort of taking a movie that was made in 2D and turning it into 3D. I think that more often than not doesn't really work. I even invested in a 3D TV, which I had for a couple of years, something I never did really utilised. Yeah, yeah whoever who uses I, I the v- 3D very, very, thing rarely, on the Maybe TV. twice, maybe three times a year. And yeah, I certainly didn't invest in a lot of, I, mostly it was free check discs that I got that were 3D. I wasn't going to. To pay that extra bit to get that extra disc. Yeah. It often didn't repeat everything the experience at home. Um, it's turned out this week that uh, 3D movie ticket sales are now at the lowest level for eight years. We, we touched on this recently with a number of, of movies yeah. that the, often the 3D version that you see is not as good. It's better to see them in 2D. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Ready Player One. I love that movie. I really enjoyed it in 2D. For me, that had all the richness and depth that I needed. I didn't want it to have that extra dimension, which I know it is available in, in some screens.
0: That movie actually would be interesting in 3D. If I'd gone to that screen- Screening and they had given me glasses. I would have been okay with it because I would have understood most of these movies. You're right. I always take the 2D option when they offer it, it to you. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, like, uh, so I have a 3D TV as well, or okay. I guess we're using my roommates in the living room, uh, and we have movies like Avatar and Gravity, and those are like maybe two of uh, five movies that are worth watching in 3D. Mm. But uh, yeah, for, you're right. For the most part, a lot of these conversions, that kind of stuff, it's and I, no often,
1: good. I often find them. And quite, it's more expensive. It is more expensive. Um, and I also find that sometimes when there's too much going on on screen and it's in 3D, I mean, I've watched some of the Transformers movies in 3D, and oh. that's that that you just that's like spinning out. You don't need the extra dimension. No, that's there. like being completely off your face um, and being shouted at by robots. It's just too busy. Even with Spider-Man uh, last year, Spider-Man: Homecoming, that was the last one I saw in 3D, and to me that. At, the, at times, there was just too much. I couldn't I couldn't get a clear enough grasp of the image mm-hmm. in 3D to actually genuinely enjoy what was going on. And I kind of really, I, did, I had to watch it again in 2D to actually get a better feel for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not surprised it's going down. I think a lot of theatres are going to kind of move away from this. A lot of distributors generally were seeing a move away from it. Um, and audiences are clearly, they're just not either willing to pay the money or it's not giving them that extra... Bit that that extra D um, that they that they want, you know. They just, they. I mean, people are more invested in going in like the the four DX kind of chairs and those moving right. experiences, and even that's not wildly popular. Um, I just think if you give people really really good vision, really really good sound, um, in two D is is perfectly fine. You know, that's just me though. But
0: you think if they're gonna have three D in
1: Saudi Arabia? Hey. King of the
0: Segways! King of the Segways! Do you know what? They
1: wouldn't last year because uh, movie theaters have been banned in Saudi Arabia for 35 years. And now. They're back. Back. Wow! And the first movie they're going to show is Black Panther.
0: Of course they are,
1: um, which is going to do very, very the, well.
0: The truth is, Marvel has actually been working on this for thirty-five years, guys. They are the ones who shut down the Saudi Arabia cinemas <laughs> and brought them back just in time for Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. And
1: all all the movie theaters are going to be built <laughs> out a of thirty-five uh,
0: year plan out of vibranium.
1: Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a huge it's a huge move forward um, for uh, for the fact that obviously Saudi is going to be opening its first movie. Theatres in 35
0: years. It's a, lot, it's a lot of money opening up, you it's know, a uh, huge investment. You know, blockbusters too, like that's another territory.
1: And it's a really it's a really big market. Yeah. Um so I think that actually is going to be quite interesting. I think also if we see we've had a lot of money coming from Saudi and sort of other areas of the Middle East over the last couple of years into Hollywood. Um, some of it clean and some of it not. Um, you know there have been issues in in the past Um, but I think this is actually now it's going to reinvigorate the industry there and I think we're going to see some interesting uh, this is going to inspire a whole new generation of filmmakers it's going to give them places to have their movies shown they don't have to take it overseas where it won't get as much attention perhaps that could be really good it's going to bring through some talent you know behind and in front of the camera Um, and I think also you know potentially people are going to see it because they can see it in their own backyard a bit more of a viable investment so I see it as being a a pretty shrewd move it is a big investment for movie theaters Theaters chains to put this money out there.
0: Someone put this man on television. He's very well spoken on this subject. That was very eloquent. No, but true. You seem passionate about it. No,
1: I genuinely am. I mean, to me, I'm absolutely amazed that that it's kind of you know I I understand because of of sort of you know the the society that they have there. It's a predominantly Muslim country, etc. etc. Socially, it hasn't been something that they thought was particularly appropriate. They didn't want a lot of Western movies coming in. So I understand why they haven't had it. But I think this is actually going to be really, really good,
0: guys. This kid's on fire. And when someone's on fire on your team, you just pass the rock to them. So I'm just going to keep doing items that are going to get you excited. Right, How right, about this Gary right, Whitta right. Last Starfighter thing? I've never seen the Last Starfighter. Couldn't what? tell you a god. Nope. You've never seen the Last Starfighter. Nope. Couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about oh, it. Oh my god! If you're a- if you're a schmodan fan uh, watching this, this is a big hole for me. I have no idea what this is. Who doesn't enjoy? So, so why don't you why don't hole. you
1: go off on on the Last Starfighter? <laughs> okay, Last Starfighter is possibly uh, it, it's it's kind of it, there are a lot of sci-fi movies that came out in the 80s, and some were given more love than others. And Last Starfighter is probably one of the underdog movies but it's actually really really sweet really interesting it's about a kid who basically is very very good at this particular computer game called the last starfighter he lives in a trailer park and he you know he, he plays his game sounds he gets, like ready
0: player one <laughs>
1: but but the last starfighter is actually a training program for an intergalactic fighting Ooh. force and they basically go you're the highest player on earth we need you to come and help us he gets recruited by this space-based Fighting, to, kind of like the the Rebel Alliance, to come and help them defeat this other guy because they're like, oh my god, he's amazing. So he's kind of the golden child of this this planet, and so it's it's amazing. It's a really really good That's movie. That's cool. So it yeah. sort of
0: puts gamers on a pedestal.
1: Yeah. It does, 100%. Um, it's a really interesting take. It's a really good movie. I mean, there weren't a huge amount of stars in there. It really was kind of like a B-level, but there was a lot of love for it, and it's become something of, of a, cult
0: a cult classic. classic yeah. It's a
1: cult classic. And it's it, even today, it's it's obviously very, very 80s, but it actually stands up today pretty well. Um, so the fact that, obviously, it's it, it's Gary Whitter, who uh, was one of the writers of, of Rogue One, um, has been teasing this sequel, which I think is a really good idea. I'm amazed, and I had this conversation probably about a year ago with somebody that i'm amazed that they haven't actually either done a sequel or remade this because especially when people are really getting back into these sort of big sci-fi movies um there's a lot that could be done with it i mean people flight of the navigator has been looked at several times as being remade right and over those definitely. two movies i think this would actually be the potential big money spinner i could see a lot of really good stuff done with that today's special yeah,
0: if it's, effects if it's made on the right budget
1: be really good i don't even think you'd have to spend a huge amount of money on this, I think you could do it for 35, maybe 50 million mm-hmm. and still do a really, really good job because obviously, that the things that are afforded to you now with in post with, with tech stuff, etc., etc., you don't even have to build if you didn't want too many of the physical sets. A lot of it could be done, you know, digitally. I think that could be done very easily for about 35 to 50 and make a sizable profit. I think it'd be really interesting. All right. So, if you haven't seen it, you should. buy it's like eight dollars, nine dollars on on Amazon. Also, other things are available. Um, it's, it's really worth checking out. You haven't seen Last Starfighter? Not sure if it's streaming anywhere. I don't know. Um, but it's worth. I don't think it's on Netflix. It might be on Amazon Prime, but it's definitely worth checking out.
0: I will try to track that down. You should
1: do. I'll buy that for you in the Rachel Papers.
0: Oh, well, thank
1: you. Two films now that um, you
0: previously probably didn't ex- believe didn't exist. You also came in this morning talking about Simon Pegg. Yes. And his quote said, he doesn't really think that Tarantino's ever going to do a Star Trek movie.
1: Yes. I mean, we can't... There's still persistent talk about this Tarantino Star Trek movie. Uh, Simon Pegg this week, obviously, he's been doing press for for Ready Player One. He's been asked about it. He doesn't think that it's going to happen. Although, um, there are um, a number of Star Trek scripts that are out there and have been written so the franchise is clearly still being looked at as something that they can move forward with but as far as a tarantino movie and obviously we know that his his other movie is moving forward you know at at quite a pace at the moment they've got a lot of substantial casting around that um i think that's likely more way may more likely to happen and certainly before he even looks at the star trek project i would still be surprised i'd love to see it i'll be surprised if it happens
0: It's as simple as this. If you ever thought Quentin Tarantino was actually going to direct a Star Trek movie, you don't really know Quentin Tarantino. That was never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I agree. Come on. But isn't there something just deep inside of you that kind of would
1: like to see what that would look like?
0: Honestly, absolutely not. Really? Yeah. Ah. And it doesn't get, you don't get to be a bigger Tarantino fan than me. I bleed Tarantino. There's no way I want to see him do a fucking Star Trek movie. And we all know that everything in Tarantino's movies bleeds. That's right. At some oh, point. I'm getting a Pulp Fiction poster in like a week or two. It's showing up. I can't wait to fucking frame that shit. It's dope as shit. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, I heard the Jigsaw guys are writing a sequel to that movie. Yeah, correct, Jeff. And guess what? What you I'm, don't all, care? I'm all for it, really. I, you know what? These movies are terrible. I'll see every single one.
1: Ah, uh, no.
0: That's at opening night.
1: I like, I like
0: the Saw movies. Uh, the, I mean, they there have been are very degrees good of saw goodness. Movie. There's one good Saw movie. The rest are all probably, maybe you can get two in there as okay. The rest are not good. No. I.
1: I but they have fun shit in them. Yeah, I, I disagree. I think there are, in the original, there are four good movies. Um, the original what? <laughs> one, well, the, one, two, and three, I like. Okay. Uh, and six, which is the medical one, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I have to admit, I was not a fan of, of Jigsaw. I, I, I did. You don't have it, to admit it. It's yep, like, yeah, it's it just, not a good movie. Was not. A, it didn't do it for me as, no. a, as a fan of the original franchise. It just there was so much missing from that. Um, they they, so, they, uh, they need to, honest, to start you, all over. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm not bothered about. They I,
0: need either a total reboot or yeah. they need to get rid of no more John Kramer, none of that stuff. None of his legacy, none of his followers.
1: Well, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not against it being about John Kramer and you know that kind of oh, no. you know Mm-mm. sort of Mm-mm. narrative, but they just need to do something creative rather than kill, 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 Dude. reveal, end.
0: Oh, is it a cliffhanger? I, I was I was railing against uh, the Connors and bringing back the Connor family for the Terminator, right? And that's only I been thought you were talking about Roseanne. <laughs> No, you're a big resident. It's very trendy, dude. I I grew up watching Roseanne. I, I'm not going to watch a new show, but uh, it's not bad. Uh, that may be the case, but um, anyways,
1: back <laughs> to the I, Connors. I,
0: I, I, uh, <laughs> the Connors next
1: on ABC. I said stop
0: using the Connors, and we've only gotten how many movies with them? Uh, four or five? Um, we've gotten seven, right? Seven now? Yeah. Uh, is that what it, we're up to? Seven fucking John Kramer movies? Like no, move on. It's over. Get rid of him! I can't believe you want to bring that character back. Um, what's next? Okay, uh, I, yeah. Want to do box office? Let's do that.
1: Box office. Box office time. Box office.
0: Office in a box. And, and, and now, and now we'll talk about the new releases. Too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, let's get him into okay,
1: him. so let's. Do you want to do uh, figures first, or do you want to do reviews first? Um, figures. Okay. Let's. Okay, let's do the math. Hollywood math. Do, 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 do. Okay, so there are two big releases this week, really. Um, a Quiet Place and Blockers. Uh, both were in previews last night, uh, Thursday. Uh, Quiet Place came out on top, 4.3 million, which is not pretty too shabby at all for that. Uh, and uh, Blockers is 1.5 million, which is a nice sum, deserves more. Um, we're looking at a, a take this weekend. Quiet Place is looking at around 30 million. I think you could do more. Um, I think we could even see 35, possibly 40, because... There are a lot of people who are really, really into this movie. Uh, Blockers is coming in at 16 to 20, but I'm thinking that's a little bit on the low side. I think we can see 20, possibly 23 on that.
0: I think you're absolutely right. So I think that I think low Blockers opening night figures were probably hurt by a Quiet Place opening yeah. and... and- you know horror fans being what they are you know plus the fact that it's nighttime yeah you know obviously you're gonna go see a quiet place first um but yeah i, I think that blockers has really good word of mouth mm-hmm. i think that your uh, analysts are underestimating the teen girl audience yeah. uh, who will find their way into this movie even though it is rated r um,
1: I think teen girls yeah. and I think also dads. I think there are going to be a lot of parents who are yeah, going to go to see Yeah, protective dads. This. Um, and I think sort of quite young parents as well. Um, obviously, these are the girls going off to, to prom. But I think you're going to see sort of, you know, uh, parents our age and, and younger who are going to go. And actually, they won't be too far off remembering going to prom themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be kind of like reliving that for them. And I think the fact that they're going to be having teenage kids, I think, is, quite, is, is going to be two very, very strong markets for this movie. Word of mouth is very strong. As well on it. I mean, I saw it. I saw both these movies this week, um, and Blockers really pleasantly surprised me.
0: So, who's your favorite in Blockers?
1: Oh, uh, the uh, the
0: Australian uh, Geraldine yes. Viswanathan. That's right. We have a wonderful interview with her. She was up on the tracking board. This. She is our up and comer of the month, and I'm very proud of that choice. I'm very proud of all my choices for up and comer of the month, but particularly this yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I, I thought she was just a breath of fresh air. Drew really singled her out in his review, which you should also read on the tracking board. Um, I did not know she
1: was Australian until I'd seen and read a couple of interviews.
0: Yeah, yeah, with her. yeah. And she's in uh, emoji uh, eggplant emoji. The Netflix movie about a guy who cuts off his own dick. Uh, that should be funny. Um, I just think she's very talented. And she, she, she's in this uh, other movie, Hala, uh, that Will Smith produced. That's oh, like cool. a, the complete opposite of these kinds of uh, raunchy comedies. She's very engaging um, in it. You yeah, know, that- all the girls were good. Gideon Adlin was very good. Yeah. Um, is that Pamela Adlin's daughter? I, I would assume so. I am assuming so, just I, I I haven't watched better things in a while. I don't know if she's one of the girls on that, but... um. But,
1: I mean, all, all, all the it's funny, often in these... I mean, there, there are a it's couple of people up. in this that you know, but generally it's not a hugely starry cast. They're like, oh, I know that person from that thing. John Cena is probably the biggest. Can I just say, John Cena's mouth is massive. Several times he opened his mouth wide in that movie, and I, I genuinely thought... I a big guy. I wonder, yeah, but his mouth is huge. I'm like, I wonder how much stuff he can get in his mouth. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, that's a, weird, it's it's a fucking, weird thing to be it's thinking. It's huge. Um, um, but yeah, uh,
0: no, she, I mean, she is Pamela Edelands' daughter. She okay. has credits on Louis and Better it's Things. It's a
1: really strong cast. I mean, the script is really tight. It's actually directed by the uh, by the person who wrote the, the Pitch Perfect movies. Uh, it's her directorial debut. Right. And I'll be honest with you this packed way more of a punch and had a stronger narrative and way more laughs than certainly the last pitch perfect movie and possibly the second it was really well constructed i do feel a little bit maybe that this was the project for her that she really was, was kind of has been focusing on for the last couple of years and honing so, and perhaps let those so suffer a little bit
0: but uh so did you know that the kid in it who uh, is with um geraldine the drug dealing kid yeah he is tim Robbins' son and really? Susan Saran and son yeah that's amazing miles robbins um who else in uh, stood out in this oh i a fucking <laughs> the gary cole blindfold game with gina gershon that was great and and could you get two better people for that game too no, there are, there were <laughs> several are so moments there it. are
1: several moments in this movie that are just just classic <laughs> just classic movie moments
0: you're you're going to you're going to go bust out the blindfold and play that at home aren't you Oh, I don't know how to do it. you going to make it a it's blocker this weekend. The, how I start Shabbat. I'm... <laughs> That's how I start you. I, I love Shabbat. this kid. Oh my god, the Chaim. Um, hey, do you know what they say? It, it's just the sun, Sundown, and when you do a blindfold sex game. What's funny is I was re- so I'm editing Drew's review yesterday, yeah. and he's talking about how you know the, the movie doesn't the, the raunchy gags are not like what you remember from the movie. You actually yeah. a couple days later, you, you remember the conversation that maybe Ike Behrenholz has at the end with his daughter. Yeah, um, you remember he's some of the amazing in this movie. He really is. I, I love like I Behrenholz. This. I think everybody's really good. Leslie Mann is really good. She's just such a gifted physical comedian. Yeah. Um, she she has sort of become like the overshadowed by Judd a little, yeah. you know, over the last decade as Judd has, has become Judd. It's become like the oh, there's Judd Apatow and his wife Leslie Mann. Leslie yeah. Mann was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um,
1: but also, I think I mean the, I thought that, that even when it wasn't the it was wasn't the straight comedy, there were conversations between. Um, the parents, the adults in 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 yeah. the movie, that were genuinely heartwarming and and also very funny when they needed fears. to be. Yeah, and I've got I've got friends who've got teenage kids, and yeah. uh, you know I interact with them, and I get I was like, these are the conversations that I'm having. It was really very much. It wasn't like oh, it's Hollywood. Ah, oh, here's our interpretation of what people do and say. It was it was very authentic. It, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it played up for a Hollywood comedy, but you know, it was it was genuinely there was authenticity right at the heart of it.
0: G- Gideon Adler. And is really yeah. good in this as well yeah. um, and, 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 and I know I haven't, I haven't talked about Catherine Newton much but she um, she does her job and does it well she's mm-hmm. sort of playing the straight girl yeah you know she doesn't get like the, the big laughs necessarily yeah but uh, she, she she serves her, her role well I just thought the
1: whole thing was really well played and sometimes with this type of comedy you, you run the risk of it being some really strong set pieces strung together by other stuff and this really didn't have that feel about it at all it was it was consistently strong whether it was whether it was a gag coming at you or whether it was some really nice interplay kind of between those moments between characters or, or setting out narratives and stuff like that I, I, it was just a really strong comedy for me it was very very good all right, I think so, it all, I'm, I'm looking forward to a sequel and I already have an idea for they that
0: they definitely should you um, yeah, the, you know, the, the parents come to college or something. Um, let's talk about a quiet place. Okay. You don't have to whisper. A quiet place. The, the, I mean, this is, to me, the best narrative film that i've seen this year it is okay. number two on my blog on the rankings list only nice. behind three identical strangers which is a documentary um I, I was just so impressed by the work that that john krasinski does here both in front of and behind the camera uh he's got a great script from Beck and woods that mm-hmm. he that he co-wrote with those guys we have an interview with them coming up uh, later today on the tracking board so please check that out they actually it's a pretty good interview Beck and woods man Those guys are talented. Um, Emily Blunt is fantastic. The daughter is fantastic the movie's genuinely scary and it's pg-13 simon what did you think
1: uh i'll be honest with you i i i really enjoyed it afterwards there are a number of things that kind of bugged me a little bit about the movie
0: i mean can you without getting into super spoiler territory can you sort of (laughs) tell me what some of your concerns were because
1: i'm curious i'm genuinely curious yeah i mean i would have liked a little bit more explanation around how the the creatures in the movie came to be there Okay. I would have liked some sort of explanation and there are right
0: cuz you come in around like day I don't know 79 or 87 yeah. of this thing. So it's already been going on for a few months and this family has sort of learned a new way of living.
1: Yeah. And we uh, through the narrative at the beginning of the movie, and th- this is not spoiler stuff because it's in trailers. You see uh, posters of people going missing. You see references on newspapers to to what is going on. But there isn't anything ever there about how this whole thing started. Which, to be honest with you, so you I, want that backstory? I would I would like a little bit so- somewhere that that little bit of backstory. Um, there are other things that I I probably don't want to go into because it might be into spoiler territory. Um, I'm just kind of there were certain elements there's a MacGuffin in the movie that I'm surprised that the people, the main characters, we, of the movie hadn't already picked up on quite early we on. We
0: can talk about them maybe next week, and yeah. give our audience a so week there, to see this there were movie. Just
1: a couple of things that kind of didn't—they didn't quite work, but it certainly did not in any way spoil the movie for me. That was, if anything, being picky and saying
0: just. How I think I'd a like sequel could, that could get into uh, well, the origins of those creatures. That's what I was thinking. Kind of would work really, really it, it, nicely. If they've
1: got it, a space of, you know, you say if, if they do space. a
0: sequel, you know, this is the kind of movie that I don't know necessarily demands one.
1: Um, I wouldn't want it to be like they're doing with Cloverfield now where they're opening it up into Quiet right. Place universe. I would like to see a prequel to that. I think that would be quite good. Um... Uh, I would even like to see these same characters again, but how they got to where they are and there are other characters around it. I mean, there. this is, um, again, I believe in the trailer where they light a fire in the evening and there are other encampments around them where there are fires being lit on roofs. Right. I was kind of thinking like, well, there was no interaction between any of those groups. I would like to right. see you could pick it up at any of those encampments. It'd be almost like There's the, lots the, of the Purge here. franchise. Yeah, or, absolutely. You know? And that's not a spoiler, but I just, because that's been out there in trailers and, and features and stuff like that. So I think that would be quite interesting to play with. But I mean, as as a movie, I was kind of, it was sold, for me, a little bit more on being a straight-out horror movie. Um, To me, I would say, yes, it is horror with a small h it's more of a monster with a capital m movie for me um the tension was ramped up
0: exceptionally yeah, the well suspense is fantastic it it's, it's it's like a dramatic horror superb. movie
1: yeah it, it really was
0: it's like a family um, drama cloaked in a horror movie
1: and it's amazing how there are so many hollywood movies that are crammed with dialogue and the dialogue in this is there is dialogue but it's quite sparse but which is refreshing i mean the, yeah, I, the,
0: you can feel it I in really the theater the theater's quiet you know, like they're they're staying quiet too.
1: Yeah, if you can get an audience to shut the fuck up you know it's uh, a that, good that's movie. impressive um, in, in this day and age yeah um it was it was just I, I loved it i mean i thought the performances the lack of dialogue but how they acted with everything else they had around them was great the ending for me i kind of felt was a little bit a little bit by the book but was totally fine that's um fair. but I, I mean i generally i thought it was really, really it was really really strong it would certainly be a four four or 4.5 out of five for me um little things that niggled for me but okay. i mean certainly if you've got 15 Check it out this weekend Though, make up your own mind this there. weekend though the, the Movies because go to both know, of them. Go to both of them if you can. If you get a movie pass and go to like everything, but I mean, there are two really strong movies, two very different movies, but both really satisfying in completely different ways. But I loved A Quiet Place, I thought it was great. I'd certainly give it a four or five star.
0: All right, we've got about five to ten minutes left in the okay. show. Um,
1: Let's talk about uh, there's a little film premiering at Cannes,
0: S- Solo, a Star Solo. Wars story confirmed early yes. this morning that it will be that it will debut on the cross set. Um, it's pronounced Croissant. I don't think it is. It's not. No. Uh, that d- could debut 10 days before its official release date on May 25th. Yeah. Um, is this a sign of confidence, Simon? Is this Disney saying, we've got the goods, we, we, we've we saved this movie, we've fixed it, and we're ready to show it to the world and international journalists, you know, maybe five days earlier than we would really have to? Do you know what? I think it's really difficult to tell because we've
1: had – this is not the first movie like this that we've seen – uh, and certainly not the first Star Wars movie that we've seen debuting at right, Cannes. Right, there's been
0: two other movies that have Two other there. movies
1: that have done that. And also exactly had movies like Indiana Avengers Jones, uh, The Last Indiana Jones debuted at Cannes. I mean, I don't know. I mean, th- those movies have not been great. Emoji Movie, I think, debuted at Cannes as well. Um, I, don't, I just don't... I don't think that's true. Does that not debut at Cannes? No. Are you sure? I'm sure that was the opening film it wasn't <laughs> um but no i i don't i don't think we can read too much into this whether it's something they're really positive about um i i, I think we're going we're just gonna have to wait i mean i saw lots of think pieces around this yesterday about oh this is a vote of confidence oh my god last time they opened you know it was it was terrible um i i am I'm, I'm not
0: entirely. time yeah, people I, are probably reading too much into it I'll i give think people that. are
1: reading too much into it and i'll be honest with you solo is of all the star wars related movies that have come out it's the one that i'm perhaps most most worried about um, I'm, but
0: I'm very curious to see what they've I, done I think with this it. is what Disney had to weigh here. They're going to have to show the movie five days before it opens anyway. It's for reviews, right? Yeah. Uh, give or take five days. Um, so to show it ten days early, you're basically showing it five days earlier than you maybe have to. Mm-hmm. So are those five extra days of maybe spoilers getting out there, bad coverage circulating, whatever it may be. Uh, is that worth the international press boosts that you will get from debuting at Cannes with the entire uh, World Press Corps there? Um, that's that's an interesting consideration to weigh. That's all. Mm. That's basically what it is.
1: I mean, well, it, it's certainly going to be one of the movies that is going to get... It's it's going to be one of the top, maybe two, 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 maybe three stories, depending on any sort of, you know, stunts that come out that I think people are going to be talking out from Cannes this year. But I don't really think I think if it was they threw it was really bad a they wouldn't shame.
0: put it out I, I kind of think it's a shame it's Like, you know is that what you want people to leave your festival talking about a solo that,
1: that kind of movie It can to me is a, just generally a really odd fit yeah
0: it's taking a time slot yeah. away from some other kind of art film It's just, it just seems it's unfair it's not a Cannes movie eh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not a fan of it personally yeah um, uh okay, what else is there? Uh well people are asking actually going sticking with with
1: Rogue One for a second. Ugh. Um Zeno Hour is asking about uh, Tony Gilroy's um comments about Rogue One and saying that basically thought it was a bit of a mess. Did you see these comments this yeah, week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Zeno it was Hour it was very saying, refreshing. It was yeah.
0: like, you know, finally him confirming everything all the, you know, all the rumors, everything we've heard.
1: Yeah, I mean, do I think they're out of line? No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are at all. I think you've got to be honest about these things. Dude,
0: the interesting thing, and the only of- thing we should, that we should really care about. Okay. Is the lesson from from these comments is yeah. that t- Tony Gilroy came in and, and did he would you say he saved the movie?
1: Yeah, I really like Rogue One.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, I had high high expectations for that one actually because it was a standalone. Uh, so he's saying that he didn't care about Star Wars. He doesn't like Star Wars. He's not a fan of Star Wars. He just came in and looked at it as like a movie with problems and I these think are the it's great. these are the pro- yes that is what needs to happen with some of these Mm -hmm. not just Star Wars but a lot of these movies you're hiring these fans and the fans are honestly they're too close to it they're they're so into the nerdy nitty gritty details it's a lot particularly with like DC movies I think Um, hire someone who's not a fan who just wants to make a movie using these characters I think you're going to be a lot better off. That's all.
1: No, I, I agree, and I, I don't think that's just a Star Wars thing. I think that's across the board in filmmaking. Sometimes, sometimes it pays off. More often than not, it just becomes a fanboy thing, and I think it it, it makes it causes too many issues. But no, I don't think he's out of line at all. I think it's you know, as you say, refreshing. Uh, okay, a couple of trailers came out this week, Jeff.
0: We have uh, like five minutes left in the show. Okay,
1: we'll be super quick on this. Did you see the upgrade do, I mean, trailer?
0: Do, is there somebody coming in a, uh, after us in the studio? Okay. Oh, okay, I do
1: need to be out of head quite quick because I've got to, I'm going to go over to, well, to Fox. Okay. Um, uh, upgrade trailer. Did you see it this week? Looked awesome. It looked
0: <laughs> so badass. I was like, <laughs> Whoa! Really what the fuck is this? Uh, night School trailer. Um, it looks it looks funny. I think the trailer maybe could have been a little bit funnier, but uh,
1: I'm going to see it. I'm I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I'm like you. I'm hoping that there's more jokes in the movie. I hope they're not the same jokes. It's a, it's a great I pairing, the out. Kevin
0: Hart Tiffany Haddish yeah. pairing. But I, I thought Taron Killam. Uh, was hilarious in, I think, in the trailer he stole it
1: like in a lot of these these comedies i mean when i saw the trailers for blockers um i thought that looked really funny the film itself is considerably funnier than even mm-hmm. the trailers so i i think they're sort of putting the edge of caution there uh, and the first Perch trailer came out this morning i, I
0: did see it this morning okay, i, I made time think? Um, i love the
1: Perch franchise I yeah think
0: it's great. I'm, I'm i'm into it i'm there opening night yeah you know since, since I never get invited to anything. Uh,
1: obviously, I'm I'm going to make a massive assumption uh-huh. um, that obviously are you, you've been to Halloween Horror Nights over the last couple of yes, years, right? Yes. I, I'm assuming that we're going to see The Purge appearing at that again uh, this year in some form, of scare zone. I have or no idea. Do they, don't
0: they switch it up each year? I know you were they, very they, excited about Stranger Things. They, yeah, they
1: do. That they, they, cool. Yeah, they, I mean, they do switch it up every year. They have different mazes, but they have walkthrough zones, which have for the last couple of years been, been Purge-themed, so I think that's what might happen again. Maybe we'll get an entire Purge maze. We saw some of it in the, uh, the, the Blumhouse collab- collection last year. You love talking about these mazes. I do. And Stranger Things was the first one that was announced for this year. At yeah. Halloween Nights. a universal in Hollywood, Orlando, and Singapore. Not all the mazes in all the parks are going to be the same. They're going to be slightly different, but the first one that is going to be in all three parks is Stranger Things, well, which is amazing.
0: I'm just so glad that we know that it's going to be in the Singapore park, because that, that is, is what our audience Singapore wants to hear. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. Adam Sandler confirmed to star in the Safdie Brothers' Uncut mm-hmm. Gems, uh, something I had put at the bottom of my murder mystery story and very much on purpose. Um, what do you think? He's replacing Jonah Hill. He's not joining Jonah Hill. I'm told he's definitely replacing Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is out. He fell out in January. Um, and and the idea of Sandler doing a fucking cool like, crime drama from the guys who did Good Time, that really excites me. Mm-hmm. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I to, to be honest with you, these days, I prefer Adam Sandler when he's being serious.
0: Um, yeah, no, That that's fair. Although I am looking forward to his Chris Rock movie the week of. Carl uh, Urban joining the boys. I know that's TV, but that's kind of cool. Very cool. Um, the Why the Last Man? moving forward at fx yep. these are like big you know sort of geek comic properties um dan mazo hired to write our Ar- armada for universal that's based on the ernie klein book correct did you ever read that
1: i didn't read it but rather annoyingly i suddenly remembered recently that when i was relocating i had a proof book of armada mm-hmm. and uh i gave it to my local charity shop in london nice. as part of a i need to get rid of some shit before i move so somewhere there is a uh proof copy of uh, of that book actually, which is I, worth now a
0: lot of money i tried to read it and um I wasn't a big fan of it. That, like yeah. I, I loved Ready Player One, and maybe that's you know that's sort of what I was expecting. And then mm-hmm. when it didn't live up to that, I, I made it like maybe fifty pages and stopped. Um, Guillermo del Toro launching a horror label at Fox Searchlight. Yeah, that's kind of good news. Very I think good news. Uh, he can you know shepherd the next generation of of genre filmmakers. The red The Red Sonia movie got a writer, uh, Edward Ashley Miller, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Edward Not movie, Miller. Not entirely excited Tuesday. about that, but yeah, I could care less about Red Sonia. Uh, Jordan Peele's doing a Lorena Bobbitt docu series. That's fucking awesome. Did you see my tweet about that? yesterday? No, what was it? One of the uh, fact that everybody since we shouts, need we need the requisite uh, Simon Thompson penis joke when on, uh, when the director the shouts cut, everyone's gonna wince because he had his penis cut off. That's right. That's yeah. that, okay, that's a good one. Um, Tracy Morgan joining yes. uh, Taraji P Henson in What yep. Men Want, which mm-hmm. is based on uh, inspired by What Women Want. I'm told he's going to be playing basically Lavar Ball. Which is kind of awesome, hmm. uh, an NBA like dadager, um, Keith Stanfield joining Gina Rodriguez in someone this. This. great at Netflix. I got to, we got that nice break on Friday afternoon. Um, uh, you can check that at the tracking board along with my New Mutants story that I posted on Friday. What is this? Which was a big thing. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I knew it was gonna, uh, you know, I knew I was gonna take some shit for it, and I did um but yeah that that is what is going on with new mutants which is essentially that it sounds like they fox got the movie that they ordered and then they just changed their minds and decided to order something different Hmm. Uh, and they're gonna have to reshoot the first half of the movie they want to amp up the scares um sort of in the wake of of its success and they were going to try to get john Hamm in the movie as mr sinister and then fox said you can't really use mr sinister and I think that they're gonna, you know, have Antonio Banderas in it. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot. By the way, there were a lot of things on the show that got picked up last week, like Chastain, uh, you know, doing uh, basically playing Miss Sinister. I didn't. I said that she was going to be playing like Mister Sinister. I, I didn't know that there was a Miss Sinister. <laughs> and the Matt Damon Spider Man thing. I have something that we could drop right now at hey, the end of the what show. What is that? Um, I heard. uh uh, all right, I put this poll out there yesterday uh, about like who I should have for my May up and comer of the month, and I mentioned Jack Kessie, Yes, uh, who's going to be the villain in Deadpool two. Mm-hmm.
1: I, t- I took uh, I took part
0: in that poll. Yeah, I heard he got cut from the movie. Breaking news! Wow. So uh, check check that one out, guys. Uh, but yeah, I-, I don't know if uh, if we're going to be seeing Jack Kessie in Deadpool two. We'll see. I-, I-, I you know I haven't seen the movie. I haven't talked to anybody who's seen the movie, but I've heard. You know, someone, someone chimed in after that poll and they were like, oh, I don't know if he's still in it.
1: Hopefully, uh, hopefully so we'll my see. scenes will still be in there. You know, I was uh, Ryan Reynolds' body double. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. For the topless scenes. Uh,
0: K, speaking of Fox, KJ Appa replacing Kian Lawley in The Hate You Give. That's the guy, yep. the YouTube star who dropped a bunch of uh, racist comments. Probably, never a good idea.
1: Word of advice probably best not to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, KJ Appa from Riverdale, which I don't watch. Do you ever see that? No. Um. <laughs> Although I know he's very popular, and the show is very popular. Zazie Beats lined up like two. Oh, okay, Zazie Beats. She lined up uh, against all enemies this week with yep. uh, Kristen Stewart and Pale Blue Dot mm-hmm. from uh, the Fargo creator Noah Hawley, and that's with Natalie Portman. I heard she might also do Angry Birds movie too. I don't know. We'll I see. can
1: wait for that movie.
0: They, I mean, they need they need some diverse cast members. A very white voice cast, yeah, I feel like. Uh, we need another Angry Birds movie. Yeah, but we're gonna get one. Where so. We are. Uh, they they're definitely looking to to get Zazie Beetz's voice or her, mm. her lovely pipes. Uh Colin Trevorrow, back to direct Jurassic World 3. Yeah, saw that. That broke right after the show uh, last week. It did. Uh what do you think of that? That one. Yeah, great. Yeah, you, you great. I yeah, I mean, yeah, I I like Jurassic World. I mean, I
1: know a lot of people didn't like it. I really enjoyed it.
0: It's kind of just like the JJ J. Abrams Star Wars thing where you direct yeah. the first thing and then come back for the last one.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that I'm not I surprised with it.
0: I'm not surprised that he is coming back um, particularly after the lumps that he took following and Book he was, of Henry
1: he was heavily involved with the second one obviously he's not directing the, right. the new Jurassic World movie but he still was very hands on so it's not like he's you know stepped back from it for a couple of years and he's going to be picking it up fresh again so I mean he is deep 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 undercover. Uh,
0: Jake Gyllenhaal starring in this thriller, Welcome to Vienna. Did you see what that was about yesterday?
1: I didn't. I did see the fact that he'd signed up for
0: Yeah, it. it's like a focus features thing anyways. Oh. Um, George Clooney, speaking of, I think that's at focus too, Trading and Starvation. Yep. Uh, Do any of these movies actually like get made though? Like I, a like, lot of
1: them are not seeing the light of day. Like, I mean, there's a lot. Of there stuff were all we these announcements about. a few years ago, yeah. about like
0: DiCaprio and Tom Hardy doing like this, like poaching movies and climate change movies, and like these movies never actually happen, right? A lot of them don't. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll all see. The, maybe all the major
1: is... cast depart, and then it's kind of low level stuff, and it kind of appears as a smaller movie. I
0: mean, obviously Clooney as a as a big producer has to develop a lot of different projects. Yeah. But I will say that that that, that particular project also has uh, Nicole and Bly, mm. uh, the producers of uh, Spotlight, Nicole Rockland, Bly Faust. Um, so maybe you know they work their magic on Spotlight. I'm not going to put them past it. put it past them. They could do it again. Uh, Eric Bana doing television this this week. I also They're saw Dirty John. That was interesting. It's Eric Bana coming to TV. A podcast right it's supposed to be pretty cool that story i have
1: not listened to to uh to dear john but
0: uh yeah uh, bo burnham's movie gay kid and fat chick got a director amy uh, york rubin or amy rubin york i forget what it is uh raymond barani signed on to do the white tiger i think fahrenheit 451 looks really good it, it looks it? really good yeah, yeah I'm, really I'm pumped for that one that. i wouldn't be surprised if we saw that at can either
1: mm, Interesting before, before
0: it's hbo debut
1: when is it debuting on hbo
0: in May, in like it mid, is May. mid to okay, late May. Fine, so, fine. Uh, torture report: Adam Driver, John Hamm, Ned Benning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, oh, Lynn Manuel Miranda got in the heights out of uh, the Weinstein Company. Yep. Uh, speaking of the Weinstein Company, Dylan Sellers left. Christine Birch was out at Sony for that pot for for smoking pot, according to Variety. Like, guys, there's more going on there than than an executive smoking pot on the lot. I just love how it gets boiled down to that because it's like a, a sort of juicy tidbit. Um, and I'm and I'm guilty of exploiting that as well. But uh, come on, there are obviously bigger issues than that. Uh, yeah. Sue Kroll launched uh, Kroll and Co. Um, yeah. To, so so my dad calls and you know he knows that uh, Justin is married to to someone in the industry. Our friend Justin Kroll of Variety. And so he's like, oh, is that did did uh, Mrs. Kroll launch uh, a, produ- a production company? She's like a real mover and shaker out there. I was like, that is not his wife. <laughs> She's been around a long time. Um, and she has, she has a good slate. I will say the movies that Sucro looks like she's making up there yep. are movies that, oh, God, it seems like Warner Brothers hasn't made these kinds of movies in years. Like, nice mid budget things like A Star is Born, like Edward Norton's Motherless mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, I, I was, the, the slate intrigues me. Michael Citrick, uh, by the way, dropped Harvey Weinstein as a client this week. Yeah, I saw that. When you're getting dropped by Citric, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wonder what's coming out next. Chris Hemsworth, manager at Will Ward, launched his own company. We're doing some industry stuff here. Um, and CBS Films, yeah. uh, making its first appearance on Meet the Movie Press in quite a while, won an auction for Russian Roulette, which sounds like, again, like the type of movie it's about the Trump Putin election <laughs> stuff. It sounds like the kind of thing that will never get made. Um, at least not by CBS there's, there's Films. Maybe those,
1: there's a lot of those around yeah. at the moment. Projects related to to Trump and the Trump campaign. Maybe in five Trump to seven years,
0: and... I could see that as an HBO movie. But I'd be pretty surprised if CBS uh, surprised. moved forward on this one.
1: Um, That'll do it, I think. Well, I mean, I first of all, before the show ends, I must apologize yeah. for not reading your New Mutants thing. But obviously, something that you didn't read of mine this week. Yes, that no, you might find it, quite plug interesting. It, plug away. Um, Did a piece for Forbes this week. I actually dropped it very carefully on April the first, but well after the deadline. Um, Ready Player One. Watching that movie um, made me think that actually it would make a really good theme park ride. Um, I explain why in the piece that I've written for Forbes. Obviously, it's done very well for Spielberg. Uh, quite, uh, quite lulled at those pieces this week where uh, people were saying, you know, Spielberg needs a hit, um, you know, saving his career. He's doing okay. Um, yeah, so if you want to have a little, this little think piece, and I talk about other theme park rides and licensing and stuff like that, go to Forbes, Google my name, Simon Thompson, uh, and you will find my Ready Player One theme park ride piece. And also, if you're interested in uh, owning uh, Russell Crowe's jockstrap, that is going up for auction in Sydney um, this weekend. I'm, that's what you want to close I the show on you
0: Russell, not. I think it's definitely time to close the show now okay. once, you, once you hit the Russell Crowe Crow Crow strap. strap for sale Jesus Christ, it's Simon. available um, a couple of hundred all right, dollars alright that'll do it for me the movie press folks uh, thank you for watching the Popcorn Talk Network make sure yeah. to rate comment subscribe please do all that fun stuff you can I'm, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and at the Inn Snyder and uh, what what at, Simon and what? you can find what? me
1: at, at Simon on Instagram and Twitter and I've got a couple of really cool interviews dropping on, uh, on Forbes next week
0: well, they're if, really if they're not ones. with The Rock and Kevin Hart, then I don't care. Have a good weekend, folks. Have a good one. Tell your friends. Shh. Like,
1: subscribe. Shh. Quiet.
0: The quiet place. Club producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.